the November business coaching topic here at Miles Better Business Coaching and in association with On Point Mentors. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy, and this month's question is, what is the best advice to your clients for maintaining a healthy family unit? Well, as they, uh, as they're in, as they in the know like to say, money can be the root of all evil and often leads to family angst. But as the numbers guide to small entrepreneurs, I want you to think that money actually is important, but it should also be an open conversation. So this month, I'm going to share some pearls of wisdom around family and interaction with the famous topic, money. Another old adage says, money, religion and politics should never be discussed at the family dining room table. And this has been known to lead to many an argument. As a result of this um, belief, uh, money gets talked about least in the family environment. Yet to quote lots of sayings from this month's uh, thing, money makes the world go round and you need to know where it is, how much you have and what you need to spend it on. First of all, when was the last time you had an open and honest conversation with your family members about money? Turns out many of us don't have these open conversations, which is uh, important as household finances govern everything. Statistic uh, that hides or proves the fact that people don't talk about uh, money very openly is that 44% of all adults have either hidden account or a debt from their partner. But talking about money, what do we do with it? What are our plans for it? And what we need help with is important and probably doesn't happen enough. To many, money feels intensely private. You add in potential emotions like guilt and shame over past decisions and the fear of conversations only intensifies. To make matters worse, money has become even more of an abstract idea. What do I mean by that? Well, credit cards and debit cards have replaced hard money when it, making it difficult for family members, particularly young children and uh, teenagers, to grasp the concept, uh, concept of actually paying for goods and services with actual money. Because it just appears like we put the credit card down, that's what pays for it. But it's the bill at the end that we need to manage. And if we scale all the way back up, it's the 44% have hidden those debts as credit cards balloon and credit is easily available. Coupled with the fact that previous generations could count on pensions and social security benefits to sustain them after retirement, now individuals need to start planning and saving for retirement decades in advance. And this has further complicated the perception of money and how to use it and how to save for it and spend for it. And with those credit card ballooning payments, you never get ahead, you never get a chance to put money away. So we need to be talking about money in a much more open and frank way. To figure out how to talk with family about money, let me, the numbers guy, help you with some tips. My first tip is make the family and money conversation a meeting. What do I mean by that? It may feel strange to physically set up a time to have a meeting to discuss money, but this helps remove a lot of the emotion. Just bringing on a surprise chat can put people and family members on the back foot. Oh, having a bit of tongue time today. Um, another point is having an agenda, a format that you're going to follow and the topics you're going to talk about will help ensure that the conversation stays on track and the objective is clear to all and the outcome, an outcome is achieved. 
This needs to be shared beforehand to ensure all participants are on the same page. So if we're going to talk about retirement, let's keep that as the topic. We'll come on to that a little bit more later about narrowing the conversation. Timing is important when having these meetings. Avoid having these conversations perhaps at a big event, such as maybe Christmas or a key date and event, or late on in the week when people are tired. As these can be stressful enough on their own, pick a moment when you anticipate that everybody will be at ease and calm, not during a loss or a crisis period. Point C, so you need to recap what you want to sh when you want to schedule it. Start small, expect to have multiple conversations. We're not going to try and um, achieve everything in the first go. Choose a comfortable, neutral place, perhaps the kitchen table or the lounge, but not a study or um, a confrontational countertop. And limit the people involved at the beginning of this conversation to ensure a focused point. So perhaps if you need to get your partner on side, let's start there. If you're talking up to parents, maybe one parent is more in charge of the finances than the other. And let's get an, uh, that person on board. Another approach is to include the whole entire family in the family discussion. Takes it out the other way, um, but you may want to avoid the word when doing that, the word budget, since it makes people think about cutting back. And that's not necessarily all about money management isn't or money manifesting. Instead, sit down together to develop a family spending plan that meets your objectives. Think what expenses are important to the family, you'll naturally find ways to cut back on items you care less about if money is an issue. Keep your goals front and centre. Consider making a bullet ball to represent your family's financial goals as a daily reminder of that vocation you're saving for or the house that you'd like to buy. It keeps both the kids, young and old, and adults following the big picture. As the big picture goals can often get lost in the day-to-day -day shuffle and the minutiae of life. Point two is narrow the conversation. I intimated about that a little while, a few minutes ago. Everything can seem daunting if you approach it as a whole. But to use another phrase that I use a lot, how do you eat an elephant? Answer, in small bite-sized chunks. It's the same when it comes to money in the conversation. Ultimately, what you're worried about may be the big picture, but to start, keep the topic simple and small. The easier it is, the more confidence you'll have in leading those discussions. For example, if you're going to talk about long-term care plans for aging parents, begin with the basic conversation about the options and what they may have already considered. Jumping in and reviewing how much money they have in the bank is going to put people's backs up. It's going to create an atmosphere that isn't conducive to a conversation. So start with a conversation starter about what they think and feel at the moment. If you come from a point of curiosity and not judgment, it helps lays the foundation. Some ideas of an opening question might be, what does retirement look like for you, mum and dad? What worries you about money later in life? Are you comfortable about talking about your money concerns at this point? Another technique is save together, spend together. As a family, when you decide to save for something as a family, such as a new computer or a trip to a theme park, it shows people, uh, uh, shows everybody what saving money actually looks like. Perhaps go back to the old fashioned way of a big jar on the side of the uh, on the side of the kitchen and each week add funds to that so that you and the children in your family can see the savings growing. Maybe a bar chart that you fill in every week that shows how much money is growing. You see that sometimes in um, 
on the side of churches when they're looking to raise funds for a new roof. Same concept. It's a visual concept that helps people focus. Um, if you use some of the online simple um, charity things, they have these goals. Same thing. Helps focus the mind. When you've had enough, when you've saved enough, then obviously the next stage with money manifestation is to use some comparison shopping um, together with your whole family to see what best deals are out there, either for the vacation or the new item that you're buying. And again, that helps then teach everybody best value for the savings. Point three, and this one is a hard one, is keep your emotions in check. This can be particularly hard for many people. Many people talk only about money when they're facing a crisis or having an end of life conversation. So they're already in the wrong mindset. Your finances at this stage, end of life or in crisis, is forcing you to face your own mortality. And that's never comfortable for anyone. So make it a conversation that happens regularly in real time, as I like to tell my clients, so that you are aware what's happening, when it's happening and why it's happening. But choose your words carefully. Parents often find them saying um, to young family members, we can't afford it. But that can send a confusing message to family members. Some might worry that their family doesn't have enough money for necessity. But often they know that you're not being completely honest technically. You probably could afford that trinket tempting them from the checkout, um, checkout aisle. Instead, try saying something like, we're not choosing to spend our money this way. This helps family members think about what they value most. You might also say, we can't buy it now, but we can talk about how we can save for it, or you could put it on a Christmas and birthday wish list. This helps children and family members learn to delay gratification and plan their spending. And with the world of credit cards and debit cards, that's becoming harder and harder to instill in young people because they think everything is available now. And it isn't, because if you spend it now, what about later, as I mentioned earlier about retirement? Emotions. Some tips on how to keep emotions manageable during these conversations relate back to the agenda approach I mentioned before. So number one, write down the talking points um, that you want to cover. Take notes of what's being said by all people so that it becomes a written statement rather than emotional, I think you said that. Let others take notes as well so that the whole environment is open and conducive. Avoid labels. Just because somebody made a choice you disagree with doesn't mean it's okay to call them irresponsible. Your view and their view may not agree. Listen, then listen again. As we often don't hear what is being said, we let our emotions get involved. Keep the meeting short, bite-sized chunks and to, the report, and to the point, remembering, as I said, keep it narrow. Number four, meet as often as you need to. As we remember, eating an elephant is done in bite-sized chunks. Well, that's the same thing that's happened after a conversation, setting your time and a topic for the next discussion. It's not about being willy-wishy-washy in your first conversation, but deliberate, specific and supportive. The goal isn't to have this be the only conversation, but it's to be the first of many. And your listening skills are incredibly important, as I mentioned already. So to recap this point, with a little planning, you can talk to your family about money in a healthy and helpful way. Well, I hope you found that tip useful uh, again this month. And I did want to close out with a little bit about us and how we might help you as an entrepreneur. As a business mentor, I help clients work in real time using plain speak so that they can make powerful decisions, working together to always looking for success and understand how best to help you grow, scale and profit faster. 
which is why I've just launched a brand new online course uh, that uses all these strategies and I'm calling it Let the Numbers Decide. Five pillar program to help all entrepreneurs launch, grow uh, their new business idea and to overcome the fear of failing. I'd love you to visit letthenumbersdecide.com to learn more about the course. Plus to help support the launch and my mission to help as many people become fluent in accounting the language of business, I'm offering a free ebook and a discovery call on the site. I hope you'll join me this year in finally taking the plunge and overcoming the someday and launching your own successful business and allow us here at Miles Better Business Mentoring to be allowed to be in a small way part of that journey. Thank you for your interest in this uh, month's coaching call, uh, sorry, coaching tip, and I look forward to working with you in launching your business in 2021 or 2022. And by the way, have a Miles Better life.